Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly, and now your hosts, Mark and John. Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and we are here in Jersey City, the original stomping ground of Talking Metal, with the original co-founder, co-host of Talking Metal, John Astronomy. How are you, man? Yo, John Astronomy, checking in to Talking Metal. I'm doing great. I love you guys. I love Mark Striegel, and I love one of my best friends who I've known for years and years and years from my work in the TV business. Mike Marco is here hanging with us. Mike, how are you, man? I'm happy to be on with you. Absolutely. Have you been on the podcast before? I've never, but first really? time. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored. We have known you a while, so I was yeah, thinking man. maybe a lot of our friends through the years have uh, popped onto the podcast here and there. So I'm glad you're finally joining us. And you have a history of, of music and television. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I worked for MTV for almost 12 years right. from 2000 to 2011 yeah. um, when Headbangers Ball came back on the air in 2003. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lifelong... Now, was that the Jamie Josta? Yeah, the Jamie back? Josta. Were you involved era. with that? Uh, like, like I, I, was doing that? Right. So when, when, when the ball came back on 2003, I was working in the on-air promos department right. uh, a couple okay. floors up. All right. And, you know, we... We had cameras and mics and all this stuff. So you do promos we were, and stuff for that, yeah. Promos. I I, I did the promos. And I actually did. I was the voice. I was the voiceover for those promos. Oh wow! You know, cool. coming and up next on the new Headbangers Ball. <laughs> right. Prepare to get your ass kicked. Right. You know, uh, shit like that. And did and, they uh, pay you extra for that? They did. They were very generous, and right. I cool. was uh, grateful for the entire experience. Absolutely. But you know, like a lot of people, like you guys too, growing up in um, you know in the late '80s, I watched the original Ball. When right. I was in high school, and and then when I finally had a and I loved it when I had a chance to work for MTV, and it was came back on the air, I was like, how can I help? Yeah. And I I, I, I got my hands you know dirty and jumped right in with everything. We recently have hung out at numerous concerts. We saw you at the Cult recently in New Jersey and uh, Montclair, New Jersey, and Jeff Tate. Yeah. 
doing Operation yeah, Mind Crime. Yeah, that great was, shows. That, was, all, that yeah. was a fun night, that Jeff Tate night. The Colt were awesome, too. Two great shows I've seen yet recently. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I mean, like, you know, the new Queensryche, I don't really know a lot about what they're doing. And, and like, I've heard a couple songs, and it's cool, but right. to me, Jeff Tate, his voice is Queensryche. Yeah. I mean, that's just uh, yeah, it, it my is own really opinion. Tough. I mean, Todd LaTorre, a great singer. Sure. But yeah. even if he can't hit some of the high notes that he used to, which I thought that night he sounded really good, yeah. um, there is a color to his voice that no one can imitate right. a, and that is Queensryche. Yeah. yeah. So, Definitive Queensryche. Right. So, I, I agree with that. Yeah, and so, I, love, I love Todd LaTorre. He's a great guy and great, I'm sure. does, does a great job with Queensryche. Yeah, he's but, got a great voice. But, but, like, you know, hearing Jeff Tate do all of Operation Mindcrime yeah. and then a bunch of songs off of Empire, yeah. you can't really beat that. Yeah. And now Jeff Tate will be going out on the road, not playing anywhere in our North Jersey area, really, but he's going to do Rage for Order and Empire. Yeah, I'm there and, for that. And, 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 yeah, we got to figure that one out. He needs to come to North Jersey or, or, the, or New York City and do that. But yeah, uh, yeah and that the cult great. show it was was spot on. Th yeah. Those dudes, I hadn't. I saw them open up for Metallica um, in, in uh, on the Sonic Temple tour and Justice tour, and I got to tell you, the first time I saw them, I thought they were just okay because um, you know Ian Asbury, his voice wasn't that good live, and I was kind of bummed out. Right. 30 years later, they fucking killed it yeah. at in Montclair. And I was very, yeah, uh, New Jersey, very, yeah. very pleased and super happy for the band and, you know, all the fans, really. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And, again, we are hanging with the co-founder, the guy who, <laughs> who invented this shit with me. Uh, Thank John you. Astronomy, Thank you. you've been a little uh, MIA recently I'm sorry, on the, guys. On the show. I, but I, you've been... MIA to the Talking Metal listeners, but not really, because you've been out on the road touring. I've been out on the road band. touring. And you guys have with, played everywhere. I mean, I was first off with Ace Frehley playing all across the country. But your band then, I, then yeah, my crazy band like it was opening for Ace Frehley from New York to the Midwest to California to the Northeast to the whole country, and uh, right. we had a great time. I thank all of the Talking Metal listeners who came out to see us. Did you get any people saying, hey, I like talking about uh, Yeah, absolutely, I did, Mark. And that's why we got to keep this strong. And you know what I'm really happy about tonight is I'm happy that we're here with Mike Marco because I always wanted to hear Maybe us he just... Maybe help get us back on TV. If I could somehow pull the another rabbit out of the hat, so to speak, but that would be my pleasure. And you guys are doing the good work, and I'm, I'm a fan Thank of you, of you guys and friends. So... I appreciate the Here's what I've been wanting to happen for a long time. I wanted us to just sit down at a table, which we are tonight, and, quote, talk metal. And I knew that both of you guys have seen a lot of great shows, and some of them have overlapped. And I just thought talking about those shows would be something that our listeners would want to hear. Our listeners also want to hear about you, John, though, because you started this with me, and just so everyone's clear, like you went from working with Ace and now you're opening up for him. Are you still doing work for him yes. too? Or are you just out on the road opening up? Things have uh, come full circle. So I am still uh, part of the Ace Frehley management. And so I do that. And then what was amazing is that Ace allowed my band, Like It, to open up for him. When I was tour managing, I could not do that. Right, because right, right, you right. got to... If you're so you're, tour no, manager, you're not doing the tour managing anymore, but you're still doing student, like management. Correct. So I'm doing uh, general management. Right. Uh, I, I like to call it business management. Which, Got it. And it's been amazing. And during that tour, I do two different roles. I'm the guy from Like It, 
actually I do probably four different roles. I'm the guy from Like It. I'm the tour manager of Like It. Um, the VIP coordinator for Ace Freely and uh, miscellaneous other stuff for Ace Freely. So it's, it's just a, a great gig. Uh, don't and don't I start crying. It. It's amazing. <laughs> What's that? I said, don't get choked up. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, going to yeah, start. I, I might emotional. get choked I up. I know. I'd like to ask you a question, John. So you're you're a lifelong Kiss fan. Is that, is that right? Correct. Correct. That's what I thought. So, I mean, opening up for Ace Freely, is that just... Uh, Obviously, dream come true, but what's the crowds have been like? We first found out on our first few shows that you got to win them over first. Of course. They see you, and they're not sure yet if you guys are Ace really fans. So what we learned quickly is that we got to let the audience know we, as a band, like it, are Ace fans. And we want you to see Ace really as fast as you want to see Ace really, but we want to do our set and we want you to enjoy our set, but we want you to know while you're enjoying that that we're Ace Frehley fans. Now, the right, funny right. thing is that this had to be a plant, and I think this was an inside thing from one of my guys, but some guy yelled, Johnny O, you suck at a big concert. And, I, like, I was like, <laughs> how funny is that? It's very funny, actually. Johnny so, O, you suck. Yeah, Johnny O, you suck. So the entire it audience. Like somebody from uh, Berkeley or something. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. somebody that knew me. We from were at the, the Paramount days, yeah. Theater in Long Island. Now, this is like a small arena. That wasn't and Rob Ferentino, was, was it? Was it? I, I, it could have been. It could have been. No, I'm kidding. But, uh. I think it was a guy that was Jamie, our singer's friend, but and I think he was doing it as a joke, but sadly, there were towns where, like, when you stop a song, right. there's right. cheering constantly going on. Okay. But then there are towns where you stop a song, and there's silence. And so when one random guy in, like, a small <laughs> arena yells out, Johnny O, you suck. Like, right, right. It freaks you out a little bit on stage. So I'm like, what the Takes fuck? you out of the like, moment, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then if you look back, there's a video on YouTube where I hit, like, three wrong notes at the beginning of a song, uh, and I was, like, fucking startled for a second. And then right. I go, the song is go, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Right. Like, and I hit it right. wrong. Let's play that song right yeah. right now. What okay. is this? It's called Doing It by okay. And you got that like recorded? It. We can actually we play that on the We have a professional version okay. of it. All right, we'll play Doing it right it now on Talking Metal. I like metal. it on Talking Yeah. 
Metal, who now works with Ace Frehley and was recently touring with Ace Frehley. We just heard some music by John and his band, Like It. John, where's the best place people can get in touch with you uh, online? Like, you can download that for free, right? Correct. If you go to like-it-online.com, all of our stuff is up there for free. All right, awesome. And let's, uh, we're talking Kiss, we're talking Ace, let's hit some music right now. Mike, are you a big Kiss fan? Like, how big a Kiss fan are you? I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a Kiss fan. Yeah, I wouldn't what? say I'm an Uber Kiss fan, but right. I like Kiss. I like, um, I like their, uh, their albums in the '70s, of course. Right. What I can like, we play? I, I, what like, do you, I want you to pick a song to play right now. Oh man, let's do, um, let's do Cold Gin. All right, can't yeah, go man. wrong with this one. Cool.
we are hanging in Jersey City with Mike Marco and John Astronomy. Where are we, John? Hey, guys. We are at a place called Bistro. Now, there's multiple places called Bistro in Jersey City. We are at the Bistro that is right outside of the Grove Street Path Station, and there's, like, multiple places in here. And I, I used to know all the names. There's one called the Wine Bar. That's where those people are. I'm pointing to my left. There's a regular bistro. There's a coffee shop. If you look around, it's kind of like the tile bar. There's tile on the walls, yes. white tile. I call that... The bathroom bar because it looks like bathroom tile. It is bathroom <laughs> tile, yeah. And guess what? There's a venue in the basement that has had some bands, and apparently it sounds oh, really, really cool. good. And uh, maybe we'll see some gigs. Now, guess right. what, guys? I have something here that I pulled oh, out of wow. my bag, and it's a Like It Stay Alive CD. Wow, I didn't know these were printed on CD. That's awesome. Yes, I brought yeah. it for you, Mark. And oh, guess what, Mike? Yes, I will get you one because I only brought one with me. That's cool. That's awesome. And can these uh, be purchased anywhere? These can be purchased at like-it-online.com. All right. Guys, Everyone should when, go when do you have that. A name like buy a like copy. It, buy those names support are all sold. the guy who founded this podcast. Thank you. Who wrote the original and they're RSS like, feed. I think they're $10. So uh, you'll get a CD. Only $10, has, yeah. It looks very cool. And it is and always great And it's a professional a, product, right? Yeah. Doesn't it look good? And we will have that link through the show notes on talkingmetal.com, talkingrock.net. Now, so let me tell you about it. It starts out with a song, who My this? Way. It was produced by Dan Grigsby, who's a great oh, okay. dude, with Jamie Ross. So right. Jamie's a singer like it. Dan is this guy that worked with Keith Richards, and uh, believe it or not, I think he was even on a John Lennon recording back wow, in the okay. day. All right. He's a great dude. He's really, really good. And Jamie told him he wants it to sound like old Alice Cooper. So that's what happened. And then I credited myself as associate producer. All right. I just Fair threw enough. that in there as a joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm kidding. Fair enough. No, I really was. And uh, it features uh, Jamie on vocals and guitar, Dave Messenger on bass and vocals, Mike Lincoln on drums and vocals, and then me on guitar and vocals. Very and good. And then we also had a bunch of great students from the Institute of Audio Research where Captain T and Astronomy yeah. recorded. John and I recorded uh, there a long time ago. We some great uh, vocals and turned out to be a great project. I think it sounds great. It's one of my favorite recordings. And, Mark, you know these songs, and I have to say, I'm not even talking as a guy in Like It, as a fan of Like It. Me and you used to go see Like It back yeah. in the day before I was in the band. We thought yeah. they were cool, right? Yep, absolutely, definitely. And a long history with the band, definitely a historic band from the Lower East Side of Manhattan from back in the day, and great stuff, John. We encourage everyone to check the CD out. We will have it linked through today's show notes. And let's hit, in, let's hit some more music, and we'll come back and we talk with Mike. Like you want a song? Uh, we can okay. do another Like It song, yeah. Okay, how about this? I'm sorry to do a lot of Like It, but let's do this. It's a hybrid Like It and other song. Bump and Grind. It's called the derivative work. That means that we took another work, which was Bump and Grind by Wendy O. Williams, right. which had a lot of Kiss influence, and we changed the lyrics, we changed the arrangement, and... Is that uh, legal? Was that? Is that legal? Technically not. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, right. Now, here's the thing. We got to, like, officially register it as a derivative work. We could just say it's a cover. Right, right. And then deal with it that way. But I think we put so much into the song that it merits us doing it the right way and going to the original publishers and talking to them about making it a derivative work, which is right. why a lot of people, you ask, why isn't this on, like, iTunes yet? That's why. So you got to buy the CD. You got yeah, to buy the this. CD yeah. if you so want. So we encourage everyone to do that. Let's check it out right now. The song again is called Bump and Grind. You got it here on Talking Metal. 
Mark Striegel, that was Bump and Grind by Like It here on Talking Metal. We're hanging with John Astronomy, the co-founder of Talking Metal, and Mike Marco. Mike, you worked at MTV for quite some time, 
any crazy stories? Like, what's the craziest rock star encounter you had? Or just, it doesn't have to be crazy, the coolest rock star in, encounter. Like, any memories you can share from us that really stand out? From It doesn't have to be heavy metal. It can be anything rock. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean the, the, the probably like the like the dream come true, like, like as a fan, um, I got to work with... Uh, um, Metallica in 2003 wow. cool. um, during uh, um, it was the MTV Icon when they were the MTV Icon that year right and um, I was working in the on-air promos department at MTV and they were and they were taking um, uh, pitches from from everyone in the department of what, what what they should do for MTV Icon Metallica and my and at that time I was just literally a up-and-coming creative in the department like an associate producer and a buddy of mine Keith Matera, he was our, um, a line producer of ours. He's like, hey, you know, um, this year uh, Metallica is the icon. I was like, wow. I'm like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. He's like, you should, you should come up with some ideas. I'm like, who knows them better than you? I'm like, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just a young guy in the department. He's like, nah. he's like, he's like, he's like, fuck that. He's like, right. Put the stuff down. And they were really good at that, giving young people a chance to do something. They may have not paid them well, but they always gave you a chance to do cool stuff and I had that I had a lot of that type of stuff happen to me too but that's Absolutely. amazing yeah, 100% and, uh, and long story short um, I started I sat in front of my computer it was like the winter time and the icon show was in like May or April I started pounding out some ideas and uh, submitted them and about a month later my friend Jerry Orlandi who worked in our department she's like hey she's like we're going to San Francisco I'm like, wow. what? I'm like what do you mean She's like, yeah, Metallica picked your idea. Wow, that's I was amazing. like, what? <laughs> and yeah. I, and so I got to meet James and Lars and Kirk. And I didn't know. I knew Jason Newstead wasn't in the band right. anymore. And they got Rob Trujillo. And I know him from Ozzy and Suicidal and Infectious Grooves. But, right. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a big Jason Newstead fan. And I, yeah. I, I loved him a lot. But I got to, we went to the, um, uh, their headquarters, HQ, in, in San Rafael. And they couldn't have been any cooler to me and our crew and and as a lifelong Metallica fan since I was a little kid I I was blown away by their generosity that's a great story just yeah, to man. hear that they you know were that cool because I could tell stories of people that I worshipped and liked for so long and I got to meet them and they weren't so cool right um, no it happens yeah, too yeah, for sure yeah and that's what you know there's always that saying never meet your idols you know which I which I, I, yeah. I get that now um, however there have been a numerous people that I've got to meet that were cool and I, just to talk about myself for a minute I had a yeah. long career at VH1 my my one of my top moments was meeting uh, David Bowie and getting oh, to no hang shit. with him cool. and he sat there and did an interview with my friend Bill Flanagan who uh, I was working for and uh, I saved all his cigarettes that he was smoking during the interview <laughs> and we have them to this day no shit. and I believe from what I understand that his DNA is is on those cigarettes so yeah. I think I have David Bowie's DNA that's yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. Was That's it, actually true. I have his cigarette butts, and uh, I don't know what we do with the D. Can we make a David Bowie from that DNA? I, I think so. I think you According to a movie I watched with Will Smith called Gemini Man, you might be able to make another David Bowie from that. It's a current movie out, Gemini Man. It's on, on demand. <laughs> what was David Bowie like? Please tell me. Uh, he was guarded. He was... Um, aware when the camera was on and when it was off and I don't mean that in a bad way but yeah. but the coolness definitely went up a notch when when the camera was on he turned it on yeah. yeah and 
after the interview, he was very concerned and hands-on with what we were doing, David Bowie Legends. He was worried that, uh, and seemed very, very uh, nervous about how this is going to turn out. And then we showed him the first cut, and he was like, oh, you got this. You guys understand it. And he was like, send me the final cut, you know. He was, kind of but, but he didn't trust us, you know, from the get-go. You know, he, he was a, a bit controlling until he saw, okay, these guys are going to, and girls, Mary Wharton was the producer, are going to do a good job. They get it. They get what I want. And, and I, I, uh, I think that speaks volumes about him as a performer and, and how he's worked with different producers and different musicians. And, and he needs to trust you. Before, and when he does trust you, he's kind of he's like, okay, go do your thing, you know. Definitely a bit of a control freak, but I think a lot of these... Uh, and I, I shouldn't say that, because he was a control freak until he trusted us, and then he was not a control freak. Yeah. So you mentioned like a cool experience, and and I have sort of an, a cool experience, but in the opposite direction, but it, it sort of became cool. It was rough at first. Um, first time I, I interviewed Phil Anselmo right. from yep. um, Pantera, Down, um, et cetera, his other 1,000 bands that he's in. And a longtime Pantera fan, yeah. loved Down, and Down um, Down Three just came out uh, over the under. I like that album. A me, lot. Too. Yeah. me too. Me uh, too. On Marsha Saints and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's a great song, man. And uh, so we played that recently on the podcast, and we'll play it again today. Yeah. Oh, cool, nice. And, and so I know he's a big boxing fan, right? And you know the the folks up at uh, Music and Talent up at MTV Two and Headbangers Ball, they're like. So what do you want to do with down with Phil? And I pitched his idea. I was like, well, he loves boxing. Right. Why don't we get him down to an old school gym in New York City and have him train an up and coming amateur fighter? So I pitched this idea to the label. I'm like, but I said, like, look, the guy's not, he's not a real fighter. He's like an actor. He's my buddy. Right. And Phil came down to the gym along with uh, Dave the Snake Sabo, who was managing him at the time. Okay. Yep. And and just the two of them came down and. He comes in, and he's like, and, and I pitched my friend as the Anvil. His, his, his fighter name was the Anvil. He goes, he was like, where's the Anvil? Where's the Anvil? I'm right. like, yeah, he's getting ready. He's like, no, 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 man. Bring me the Anvil. I, you, we got to get to work. And he, he literally, and whether or not his label told him the guy wasn't an actual fighter or Phil's just a comedic genius or, yeah. or, and or both, it, he ran my friend around this gym for like two hours, yeah. training him right. as an actual amateur fighter. And my friend was like a smoker. He's right. a comedian, actually. Yeah. But he was a big, tall dude, 6'2", right. 200 pounds. And right. it's kind of great. It's probably out there on the internet somewhere. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah and so that, But he, he hated me. Right. He hated my crew. And uh, when I wanted to talk to him about d down three over the under, he's like, he's like, I don't want to talk about that. Right. I'm like, well, right. I'm like, that's cool, man. But... I think your fans might want to hear about that. So right. I sat him down. He finally agreed to it like on the corner of the, of the actual boxing ring. And he answered my questions, but he, he really wanted to train my friend yeah, and teach him how to fight. Because yeah. you can tell he's a fighter. He knows he's a tough guy. He knows, right. uh, he, you can tell by the, the way he was boxing, he knew, he knew his stuff. Right on. Cool. So it was. I mean, he was an ornery, ornery dude. That's awesome. But then I met a couple years later. He was a sweetheart. Right. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's some down here on Talking Metal.
right, we are back here on Talking Metal in Jersey City, New Jersey, wrapping this show up. Uh, no agenda podcast, just riffing it, and it's it's turning out Rocking good. I like it. it. Yeah, it's I'm like the old it's school. Out good. It's old school. What are you drinking? What's your drink tonight, John? I was drinking a drink that I made up: cranberry juice and Hendrix gin. Hendrix gin. All right. Named like after it. Jimi Hendrix. And Mike, what were you drinking tonight? <laughs> I was drinking uh, Johnny Black on the rocks uh, well, here good. at the bar, and, and prior to that, at work, uh, at my work, we have the, we have um, it's called it's called beer o'clock on Fridays. Oh, I like and, it. And uh, my my boss and uh, co-worker he brought a um, a bottle of ten-year-old uh, Glenmorangie Scotch in, so I kind of oh. I kind of ducked into that a little bit. So you nice. guys have been going a while here. That's yeah. good. I didn't start drinking until going, I got here. And my friend at work they may have passed me the pen, if you know what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's all it's all right. very. Uh, it's all good. He's doing a lot of artwork with that pen. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I got a story, and I want you to Mike fill us in a little bit. Me and you went up to Connecticut, I think, and hung out with Zach Wow back we, in the day. We absolutely did. There's footage of this. Is there footage of this on YouTube? Or I think there, there is. There is, yeah. 2007, 2006, I don't know. Zach Wilde, he's doing an acoustic thing at a radio station in Hartford, Connecticut. Right. And MTV2's like, well, why don't we go up there and cover that? And Greg Kaplan, our buddy Greg, right. who Greg. worked for uh, MTV News, and he was our camera guy in audio at the time. Johnny jumped in with us. We took a van up to Hartford, and Zach Wilde played for like 50 radio uh, winners in in the in the radio station, and it was him and his acoustic guitar, and he played Stillborn acoustic. He played uh, a couple, maybe an Aussie tune, but another Black Label tune for sure, and he told stories in between about being on tour with Ozzy, about how he. Uh, guitar techs of uh, friends of his used to work for Prince, and it's like how you couldn't look at Prince. You, don't, don't look him in the eye. If you looked him in the eye, things happened. And, and Zach's like, well, if I don't look at you, how do I know what guitar you want to go out on stage? So he, was, he was very He's funny, as, as Zach is. And we had a ball, man. And, he, and, then, a and, and then, not to uh, wrap it up too quickly, but he literally said, everybody after he was done, right. everybody here, meet me across the street at the bar, and I'm buying drinks for the next two hours. Right. Like, that's the type of guy Which is that Zach Wilde is. And we got some photos. Yeah. We'll post a picture from that day. Yeah, it was great. On Talking Metal. Your band, The Burn and Cry, won that event at B.B. King's when I was almost arrested at the end of the night. <laughs> you remember? Did I ever tell you that? No. And that no. might be happening again tonight. No, no. <laughs> Literally. We're, we're not far from that. I'm in the corner. I got a couple of bodyguards. I got a guy named Hank. He's a big dude. He's like watching me right now, making sure nobody comes at me. I think we're safe right now, so that's good. But the, tell, tell us about that event. Well, Gilbert Godfrey was there. Yeah. Joe Piscopo, MC Light. Who else was there? It was Gilbert Godfrey. It was, it was three judges. Your friend. Rodney the Burger Man. It, it, was, oh, it was. It was no. It was. Uh, it was. Um, Oh, Daryl McDaniels. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah a good DMC. friend of mine. Yeah, exactly. DMC. And they were the three judges. Yep. John's band played at BB King's. My band played. Who it was, was for, in your band? No, it was just me solo. But I had it was John Astronomy was all the way. And then I had Jamie and his wife as my like Men in Black like on the side. Okay. All right. And, and I, I don't think, uh, just to be fair. Yeah, they didn't play. We, they, they didn't play at all. They just handed me guitars and stuff. We did not win. We came in second place. Oh, who, who won? I thought you won. We did. Well, we, I guess we won coming in second. We, we, were, we were all given um, um, cameras at the time, d digital cameras. Oh, I did not know that. Which is a very nice gift. 
And I, I got to meet Joe Piscopo and talk to Gilbert Gottfried, who's totally weird and awesome. And uh, but yeah, that night we we uh, I think we hung out backstage and we had a few laughs. We, we had a great time. Now let me tell you what happened. You may not know this. So yeah, yeah. I had uh, two Randall stacks with me. I was only doing a one guitar. You had gig. your whole. You had your yeah. helmet on. You had, had the whole helmet, suit yep, on. Space suit. And you, were, and you were and you were fucking laying into it on stage. Thank you. Let me tell you what happened. I leave BB Kings with my gear. I got four Marshall cabinets, but they were technically Randalls, but let's call them Marshalls. I got four heads. They're all in cases. Cabinets are in cases. My clothes are in cases. Open bar. Well, I have a driver who I hired because of that. Because I wanted the hired driver to take me and my eight cases home, or how many of our cases there were. We go to the Lincoln Tunnel, which is near Times Square, and there's a checkpoint. It got a full cape on, silver cape, similar to... You look great, by the way, that Thank day. you, if, thank if you, I Mike. May. Ace Frehley Dynasty area, cape. And then what happens is the police stop us, and then they arrest the driver, who I didn't really know, but I hired him as a driver. And then... They came to me and said, where's your license? And I said, well, I'm wearing a spacesuit with a silver cape, and I don't have a license on me. I go, it's in that truck in one of those cases. So they said, unload them now. So in front of the entire backlog of Lincoln Tunnel people, I had to take out Marshall Stacks, Heads, and find my license, which is in a pair of Levi's that were in one of those cases. I found it. Now, I was under the influence of alcohol at the time. I, I, I was, too. Uh, and, and, you know, it was, it was a mess that night Yes, in a lot of good ways. I was heavily under the influence, and yet the police told me to drive the vehicle. And I said, well, I'm not really sure that I can because, A, I'm under the influence, and, B, I don't really drive. So they said, that's okay. And then, I'm kidding. But I, I, tag, I have a license. So I drove to Jersey. From there, and then I realized once I got over the Lincoln Tunnel, I better take off the seven-inch heels because it's you can't. Because you're in Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I took off the seven-inch in heels. Yeah. So I pulled over at um, a place called Dykes Lumber, which you might know. It's near Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Do you know where that is? Of course, I live in Hoboken, and it's right, uh, uh, right before the bridge in Hoboken, Weehawken. Yeah. Dykes Lumber. So I pull over at Dykes favorite Lumber, lumber company. Take off the seven-inch platform shoes, which actually got stolen by the way sad story anyway and then i drove back to jersey city parked the van in the target parking lot and then called the guy's girlfriend and said hi i got a message for you your boyfriend who i don't know has been arrested i'm gonna leave the phone in the front seat of the van and it's in the target parking lot have a great day See you later. Well, on that I, note, I, I love that. A, I love that. I love that shot. Epic story there, man. <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap it up with some Zach Wild. You mentioned a couple Zach Wild songs. Uh, Stillborn, great song. Ozzy on on vocals with him on that one, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but th this one, I w I, I want to get this to you because I right, have right, the recording right. from that day. It's okay. Him is an acoustic version of Stillborn, just him and oh, the. Oh, okay. And it's so it's so different and awesome. 
And you like, have? Okay, I, you I have do. A, I do. All right, yeah. Just send, you got to send it to me before like Monday morning. Okay. Or we'll have to edit this. No, no, no. Part I got. Out of I podcast. got it. Yeah. I got it in the vault, yeah, man. It's, okay. it's worth right. it. Okay. It's Zach's voice and it's, it's, it's buttery acoustic guitar, man. All right. Really you got cool. my email, right? Striglemark yeah. at gmail. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So send that to me. We'll end with that. Thanks Otherwise, for having me, boys. We Appreciate will, it. Uh, edit this whole section out. Hey, I just want to thank Mark Striegel. I want to thank Mike Marco. I want to thank all of my friends who are talking metal diehards. And Absolutely. thank you for being so cool to me. You make this worth it for me to keep on fucking trucking. Fuck yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Here's a little Zach Wilde. Acoustic here on Talking Metal to take us out. Courtesy of Mike Marco. Blind me, erase what was still born. Happy come. The feelings I once felt now didn't count. Oh yeah, I'm waiting here for you so very long. The shell of a man still born, sound to stand. Oh, yeah, the feeling I once felt now didn't come. Lord, yeah, I've waited here for you for so very long.
The Rock, 106.9 WCCC. We are at Planet of Sound Studios in downtown Hartford. You just heard Stillborn from Zach Wild and Black Label Society. Sounding awesome as always. Let's hear it for Zach Wild. This session's been brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Also want to thank Miles and Sharon Mangino and Dan Scopino from Planet of Sound. Thanks to Agave Grill, Ovation Guitars, Fluffer, Rex, the whole crew, Guitar Center. Want to thank everyone for listening to The Rock. 106.9 WCCC. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.